everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I'm Talia Toha, and this is Growth Amplifiers. This is the segment where we take unusual concepts, hidden and often uncommon ways to grow in your personal and professional development, right? In whatever way. And I like the segment because we talk about things that um, often is slightly kind of out of the ordinary a little bit when it comes to researching, testing, finding, and sharing ways to really live that type of life that you deserve, right? So a lot of our students come up with questions. We have students from 60 plus different countries all over the world. And so if you're tuning in from another part of the world that is not the USA where our podcast is based in, that's perfectly fine because we have this meaningful community of really purpose-driven individuals who are determined to make a difference, make an impact. And I just love, love, love that so much. And today, I'm actually going to be using the examples of small countries, right? Sometimes really, really tiny countries who happen to be one of the most successful Right, and uh, just even wealthiest hidden gems that you can find in this world, which shows us that, as I always, always believe, you do not need to be a big name to make a big impact. And this episode is for you because you can learn from what these countries are doing that you can then adopt it in your own way. Even if you're on your own, right? Even if you have, um, you know, you don't know where you're going yet, you don't have a big team and no one's working with you just yet, not a problem. That's what we're all about because I love, 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 love to advocate people who are skillful, talented, right? Know what they want to do and yet are just not not yet covered, right? Not yet discovered, I should say, and not yet um, really at the level of a living a life that they deserve. So this is especially for you. So tune in, get ready, and be sure to hit that follow, add, subscribe, download, collect, because we are going to dive in. Let's do it. So I think a lot of people come to me and a lot of my students often come to me when they're just starting out and they want to grow their career or they want to grow a business. They come to me and they often ask questions uh, along the lines of, hey, Talia, is it possible, right? Is it possible to be completely unknown yet really have this amazing success, almost stratospheric success? The reason why this question keeps coming up, right, is because we've been really been fed this idea that you have to have a massive following, hundreds of thousands of people knowing you before anyone can see any signs of impact and success, which is really kind of 
I think really almost widespread now this belief, right? It's almost like we take it for uh we take it at face value, which is very interesting. I don't believe so because I know a lot of people who live really these beautiful lives on their own. Very few people know them even or know that they're involved in all these various projects and they're good. They're good with it. Uh, but not everyone believes this, right? And I think to the point where you do see, I think you've heard of that concept, the millionaire next door. This is definitely true. There are a lot of, and it's not even just about the money. It's just about fulfillment, right? And how do you live a fulfilling life without being almost everywhere all the time, which is not really something that you want to do um, on your own all the time, 24 uh, seven, you know, right of the day. So what if all of that is untrue? And what if you can totally be who you are with all your flaws and still make an impact? I think this is something that we want to deconstruct. Specifically, we're going to use examples of how some amazing, amazing countries, some you may have heard of, some you may have never heard of, and the countries are considered, considered small, right? I mean, some of the biggest countries in the world are the US, right? Russia, India, all of those countries, great. But think about, you know, from the perspective of the country, and I know that you're not a country, I know that you don't have like a population or whatever, but think about it. What makes some of these countries very, very, uh, not just wealthy, but also very, very stable, very, very uh, fulfilled. And they almost, it's almost like there's this calm and peaceful serenity around how they do what they do. So I want to mention, and this is based on a an article that we researched and found on the, uh, I think it's called therichest.com. And um, I don't read this this uh, outlet very, very much, but this article had been forwarded to me because of uh, its importance. And what's interesting is that they talk about 10 of the world's smallest and richest countries. And you kind of think about it in a way that, huh, okay, that's interesting. How does that work exactly. And some of the countries that we talk about and that they talk about here include Singapore, right? San Marino and uh, United Arab Emirates, of course, UAE, uh, Switzerland, which is stunning, Macau, which is also beautiful, Norway, right? Qatar, uh, Luxembourg, and uh, Liechtenstein, and Monaco, right? So some of these countries have a few things in common. And I want to show you how you can take what these countries do and adopt it and adapt it to what you do, right? So that you can still stand out, even if you're you know, if you're, if you're just starting out so that you can still reach your goals, even if no one knows you yet. Uh, but also more importantly, so that you can live a fulfilled and enriched life 
that you can be proud of, that you can, you know, that you can really, really be happy about, right? Or happy about coming home to after a long trip. You know how like sometimes you take a vacation and then you come home and you're like, oh, you know, got to do all that work. But what if you don't have to have that feeling? What if you come home and you look forward to getting back to what you do, your work, right? Your job, your career, your business, right? Your life, people around you. What What if, right? How could you possibly do this? The reality is you could, and these countries um, is there to show you. Now, I want to point out four main things that you can learn from uh, these countries that um, we want to highlight. There's more to this, but I just want to highlight four things that can help you stand out. Now, the first thing, actually three things, because the fourth one is a subset of the third. So let's let's do three things and, and stay focused here because number one, you notice that they have, there are a couple of countries here that offer state-of-the-art luxury, almost boutique, one-of-a-kind service, experience, right, tourism, you know, countries that um, you can really, really really, really um, be interested in seeing if this is your thing. Macau, for instance. I mean, yes, they have luxurious resort vacationing, right? Um, and some of the things that you see and what they do, even UAE, you have really just stunning world-class architecture that you don't normally see anywhere else. So it's almost like because they are small, right? Because they're small, they're almost able to turn their weakness into strength, right? Turning their weakness into strength is possibly one of the biggest skills that you can learn. I actually found when I was just starting out, I always felt like, you know, I don't have what it takes. But the minute I learn how to turn weakness into strength, beautiful, right? It's almost like all of this weight comes out, comes off of my shoulders, just really just enlightening. And what I love is that they don't use the excuse of, oh, we're just a small country, you know, but instead they go, you know what, we can do it. Let's show the world, right, through strength and through just stunning innovation of architecture, through unparalleled luxury, even, right, in Qatar, whatever else, that that we have a voice and we have a place. And this is a place where people can come and enjoy their time with their family, right? So number one is that you can impact other people very deeply if you don't have a lot of people to take care of. And that's actually a good thing, right? Luxury experiences, you can, um, from a, from the perspective of, you know, if you're a business or even if you're a career professional, if you're the only person in your office who can do this one thing that's considered a luxury, that is considered almost like a rarity, right? That people go, oh my gosh, I didn't know you can do that. I, I don't know anyone else who can do that your income will really reflect it, 
right? That's number one. So don't be afraid to turn what you call, quote unquote, weakness into strength the way that UAE and Qatar did, because that's exactly what they did. They're like, hey, we're, we have a small area. That's fine. Let's just do what we can with that small area, right? But we're good at whatever architecture. We're good at really providing luxury, right? Of course, they have flaws. Of course, they're not perfect. Of course, you may not agree with their XYZ, whatever, the way that they run their country, this and that, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, what lesson can you learn from this? So state-of-the-art luxury, or even almost like this unparalleled, one-of-a-kind experience when they find you, number one, right? Number two is that they use almost like their terrain where they are and their geography to their advantage, right? Like some people in Norway, of course, Switzerland, they have stunning, stunning landscape, right? San Marino, oh my goodness, like some of these places, even if you just listen to it, right? And you just hear their names, you're like, I want to go there, I want a vacation there right now. And um, you you notice that this is something that is a common thread among these countries and that they allow their geography, right? Almost like they're away from where the quote-unquote mainstream is, um, but they allow their geography, what they have, to be something that is um, protected and something that is not only protected, but shared, right? So I think that's the other key because when you're just starting out, when no one knows you and or when, you know, you're still kind of a newbie in the group, if you're in, in a job or career or whatever, like a lot of times the inclination is like, well, I don't have what they have. I need to have, you know, all of the things. I need to be in all of the places. But that's not what this these countries are doing. They're not saying, hey, I'm Switzerland, so I want to be in the action Um, you know, in America, or right, like they don't do that. Or I want to be like, you know, the cowboys, and I want to have like, these huge kind of, um, I don't know, a spring break culture. That's not what they do. They just stick to their roots. And they amplify and highlight what they have, right? In the first point, they almost like found ways that are their strength. But number two is that you can amplify those strengths by standing firm on where on the grounds that you stand on, right? This is true as well in business and in work and definitely in your personal life. You can still stand firm, respect and honor the values that are meaningful to you. And you don't then, you know, sell your soul to things that you don't believe in, but you still do it in your own way and find success, right? That's the thing. If you notice some of these beautiful countries, particularly Switzerland, they really protect what they have, right? And maybe back then there was a conversation in Switzerland, hey, should we build the whole country and develop it, have put like a bunch of highways the way that America did, right? Maybe there was a time when that was a conversation. Maybe they're still having that conversation. I don't know. But the point is, they understand and they appreciate and they care for the little things that they have. I think that's important. So as someone who is a purpose-driven individual who wants to keep growing, 
protect what you have, right? And take care of it, whether that's your health, your sleep, your values, what you believe in, right? Or the way that you want to run your business, it doesn't matter, right? If they are important to you, you need to protect it. So that's number two. Number three that I want to share, and this is kind of something that I think a lot of people overlook when they're starting out, when they feel like they are, they can't compete with other people and they feel like they can't, you know, move forward and advance their cause. Number three, and quite possibly one of the more important things is that some of these countries focus on stability, cleanliness, and efficiency. Okay. So for you though, I'm not really necessarily talking about, Hey, you have to keep your workspace clean or your brush your teeth. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not really talking about the physical aspects of it, though they are related. I'm really more talking about having a lifestyle that is not just fulfilling to you, but that focuses on long-term, right, continuation, long-term ongoing process. How can you get from point A to point B and make that point B go to point C and that C to D and on and on? Because if you notice really the difference between people who are successful and those who don't, sometimes it's really just that those who don't succeed happen to quit. <laughs> and of course, there are times when you do need to quit. But all things considered, if you have put the the ducks in row, everything lined up in the right way, right? And you focus on showing up again the next day, just one more day, just one more day, and protecting what's important, still living a balanced and aligned life that, you know, still is surrounded by people who you love, still with things that you love doing. That's usually the recipe for one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, still advancing the cause that are meaningful to you right? Because if your process is haphazard, randomized, all over the place, right? A bunch of things. I know that a lot, some people work like that. That's fine. But you've, as long as all of those are, um, show some signs of consistently showing up, that's great. It's no different than watering the garden. It's really no different than planting seeds, right? When you look at the seed day by day, you don't necessarily see that it's growing anywhere. But then you just water it every day. And then without you knowing 30 days later, a year later, it's a tree, you know? And but if you don't show up every day in a stable manner, in a clean and clear process, efficiently very difficult to achieve. Okay. So those three things I want to leave with you and encourage you with Grow Solvers. Don't forget to hit that follow, add, subscribe, download, and collect button. It has been a true joy hanging out with you, sharing this with you. Until the next episode, be sure to also hit that notification button so that we can share the episodes with you when it comes out. And that way you just have it in your back pocket whenever you need it. All right. I'm Talia. It's good seeing you again. I'll see you next time.